Welcome to 1869, the Cornell University Press Podcast. I'm Jonathan Hall. This episode, we speak with Mila Dragojevich, author of the new book, Amoral Communities, Collective Crimes in Time of War. Mila Dragojevich is Associate Professor of Politics at the University of the South. She is the author of The Politics of Social Ties. We spoke to Mila about what inspired her to write her new book, how it is possible for peaceful places to suddenly transform into areas of unspeakable violence, and why we should listen more closely to those who have lived through such experiences so that we can potentially avoid similar violence in the future. Hello, Mila. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, hello, Jonathan. Thank you. And, and uh, thank you for, for having me in the podcast. Oh, it's our pleasure. We want to congratulate you on your new book, Amoral Communities, Collective Crimes in Time of War. Um, we want, the first question we had was, uh, what brought you to this research and what inspired you to write your book? Uh, well, um, so this research is uh, uh, both a uh, scholarly and a personal project for me. Um, I really was interested in understanding how is it possible for a place that is peaceful to transform itself suddenly into a place where uh, a human life becomes valued less than a person's identity, such as ethnicity. And this kind of this question comes from uh, my uh, native country of Croatia, where I observed uh, some of these processes firsthand. But it also comes from my long. Uh, uh, long-term study of uh, political violence and finding it in, in the literature uh, maybe not uh, as a direct or sufficient answer to, to some of the questions that I wanted to address in my book. And specifically, I was trying to address the questions of um, uh, why civilians are targeted in situations in which there isn't a clear military strategy uh, to doing so. And the second question is um, why in the same war and uh, in the same country, you see variations in the levels of violence across the country, even uh, across different multi-ethnic uh, communities. Um, so um, in, in the case of Croatia then was my starting point in the 90s. Um, and, and I observed this variation, for example, in the northwestern Croatia, um, such as Podravina and Gorski Kotar, which are multi-ethnic regions. There was relatively less uh, violence against civilians than in Eastern Croatia, Central Croatia, and um, uh, Northern Dalmatian regions. Um, so for example, that, that particular case was, was interesting for that reason, to study those, those places. And then I thought, um, uh, because I, I, I also wanted to see whether um, there are factors other than history and culture, I wanted to compare this case with completely different um, cases where also uh, targeted violence against civilians took place, and those were uh, Guatemala and Uganda. Uh, so this is how it started, and uh, and then um, I, 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 as I delved deeper, uh, new new questions and new findings evolved. Uh, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and it ultimately resulted in a, in a, in a whole book. <laughs> in a whole book. <laughs> yeah. How do you hope your book will make an impact in the field? Well, um, there are three, uh, three areas in which I hope um, scholars will use these areas and build more and maybe extend it to other parts of the world and maybe uh, even some practical uh, uh, policy uh, solutions to preventing uh, this type of violence in other places. And so the first one is this concept of amoral communities, uh, which I um, 
defined as places where people are not free to express their own personal or political views. Um, and those are the places where uh, violence against civilians um, under these particular conditions. And so this is something that I want to emphasize. Uh, is not, it does not define an entire country or even um, entire uh, period. It is very specific to a period and, and place. And in this particular period and in this particular place, um, this type of violence becomes seen as justified and necessary uh, in, 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 over the course of trying to uh, provide security. Uh, usually the leaders say this is the state of uh, exception or some kind of state of emergency under which we have to do this uh, thing that is not pleasing to majority of people. And so it becomes sort of justified um, and so these kind of uh, conditions are dangerous. So I wouldn't want to study what are the conditions that, that come to this, what, what conditions make this possible. And that, that is the second part. But first of all, this concept of our moral communities is important to understand that this is something that can happen and can be uh, so just to, to recognize it uh, as something that, that we should watch out for. And then the second uh, area in which I hope to contribute is um, how um, actually the, the political leaders over the course of their discourse can connect uh, a particular political goal with the cultural identity. And that is what I call the process of ethnicization. And that can happen on a national level over the course of the discourse, but then under some conditions um, that, become relevant, that becomes relevant locally. And so again, understanding what are these conditions. And here's where I identified two uh, major processes on the local level, which were the exclusion of moderates and then the production of borders. Um, and through these type of processes in these communities, uh, uh, this ethnicization or connecting of, collect of political goal and cultural identity become uh, manifested uh, in everyday life of people in these particular communities. And then, yeah, and there's a third area, uh, and that is that, um, most importantly, and this is not something new in this book, but it's again confirming some of the findings of existing political uh, violence literature, is that um, these collective crimes or, or violence against civilians are not uh, uh, irrational acts, but very much a part of political strategy. And so to understand uh, that, uh, um, that uh, those who are targeted do not represent necessarily a military threat, but they represent a political threat. So once the political control is established over that territory, and that can mean many things, then we would expect some violence to subside, and that, that's what we see in the findings. And what is also uh, uh, another, another evidence from, from the cases that I examine is that also cultural uh, symbols of those groups are also uh, attacked. Uh, so, so that kind of shows us that there's something more than just military uh, strategy going on. So those are the three areas. That I would wow, say. It's, it's chilling to, to hear it described and hopefully as, as uh, we understand more about how this works, we can try to, try to reduce this, these types of immoral communities in the future. But it, it, does, it does seem um, that as you study that this kind of almost naturally happens in, in many different areas, so mm -hmm. it's kind of kind of disturbing. It's a very disturbing <laughs> and, book. Yes. Yeah, yes. Very disturbing. Um, and, and in that vein, what what arguments within the book, or what notions that you bring up, uh, what um, that may be seen as controversial? What what are some things that you think will be controversial in the book? 
so I, I think um, rather than maybe controversial or um, maybe even uh, new in the field, I, say, I would say that this is very much a book that fits in the existing literature. It is, we see the field moving in this direction. There are a lot of new recent books that have proven and shown that uh, violence is, uh, political violence is very much a part of this political strategy often and um, that politics matters. And, uh, and, and there is a lot of literature now showing that uh, the, we have to understand local level conditions that make this possible as well as national level. So how and when do they connect or, or uh, when, when do they uh, come together in some way? And, um, and then maybe another, maybe somewhat controversial, especially for political scientists, is my method of, of in-depth interviews. Um, because again, there are many limitations to this method. We cannot uh, find, uh, or maybe we, we can, the, the, the generation of causal generalizable arguments is, is very limited because uh, there is a limited number of people that I was able to talk to and gather the, I tried to do as, as I try to encompass as diverse segment of population as possible. But um, again, one has to be careful about generalizing on this sample of interviews. And, um, and, and also um, we could say that uh, often uh, the argument is, is this objective enough? These are you know, views of people. But again, I, I take a perspective of, I really want to understand what people that have been through this uh, uh, see. And actually I want to hear their explanations and take them uh, very seriously. Not as a scholar who says, okay, I'm gonna study people as subjects. I want to, as, as I said, that's maybe controversial to take people as teachers rather mm -hmm. than as subjects. And so, and, and give them sort of a voice um, that often uh, precisely because of the kind of exclusion of moderates and production of borders, they've never had this voice. And these are people with very valuable life experience. So in that way, I, I did use this method. And then in order to, to, to see whether to, 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 do, to, to have a test of some external validity, I did have to uh, go to other cases. And so that's an, another controversial maybe step to say, okay, how can you compare such different places on three different continents in three different historical periods? Are you, you know, uh, does, does history not matter? And does culture not matter? And I would say, yes, uh, they matter in fact. But by comparing these different cultures and histories, uh, it becomes clear, clearer how they matter. Um, in this book, then I show that this ethnicization uh, process of connecting the culture and political goal, the uh, exclusion of moderates and the production of borders then make it possible uh, for the leaders to divide people uh, along the cultural lines in pursuit of a particular political goal. Wow, wow. Well, it's uh, very, very important research that you've brought to the table here. We're really excited to be um, publishing your research, putting it in book form and presenting it to the world. And um, we look forward to seeing the reviews and the impact that your book has in the field. So again, congratulations again on Immoral Communities. It was uh, great talking with you. Thank you very much and really great questions. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you, Mila. Take care. Mm -hmm. Thanks. You too. That was Mila Dragojevic, author of the new book, Amoral Communities, Collective Crimes in Time of War. As a loyal listener to the podcast, we'd like to offer you a special 30% discount on her new book. 
To receive your discount, please go to cornellpress.cornell.edu and use the promo code 09POD. If you live in the UK, use the discount code CSANNOUNCE and visit the website combinedacademic.co.uk. Thank you for listening to 1869, the Cornell University Press Podcast. Thank you.